Good morning. Go ahead and take a seat. It is officially New Year. Now, let me ask you a question. Don't raise your hand. But how many of you have made a resolution and didn't stick with it for the whole year? Yeah. Pretty much every single one of us in this room who has ever made a resolution, we have failed at some point to fulfill that resolution. Uh, there's a, a lot of study done on resolutions. You know, people start into a new year and they think, I'm going to change this. I've struggled in this area. I'm going to make this massive transformation in my life. And they stick with it, according to research, they stick with it for about three weeks. That is the average life expectancy of the resolution that you started this morning. So how can we first off find resolutions that honor God and fulfill what He would have for our lives? And secondly, with those resolutions, how do we stick with them? How do we make a decision to change something and stick with that change to see the transformation that we want to see in our lives. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. I want you to take your Bibles or your apps or whatever you read on, and I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Now, if you're not sure how to find Philippians, I'm going to put a graphic up on the screen behind me. It shows you how to find Philippians in a physical Bible. Maybe you brought your own or you grabbed one from the pew. Or if you have the Bible app, we're in the Bible app, and you can simply pull up the Bible app and follow the directions on the screen to locate today's passage uh, and sermon notes. So feel free to go ahead and open to Philippians chapter 3. Now, as you're turning there, let me ask you, how many of you, again, don't raise your hands, but how many of you have made resolutions for 2023? It's something that many of us in this room probably have done. Maybe you want to grow in your relationship with Christ. Maybe you've decided you're going to pray more or, or read your Bible more. Or maybe you're going to start fasting or something like that. Or maybe you've made a decision to be healthier physically. You're going to eat better or start working out or something along those lines. Maybe you've made a financial decision. I'm going to start saving money or budgeting or, or something along that, that line. Well, resolutions are great if we can stick with them. So let me just quickly give you three pointers uh, on how to stick with a resolution once you make it. Uh, three ways that may give you a better shot than just three weeks of sticking with it. The first thing I would encourage you to do with, when making resolutions is start with something small. It doesn't have to be a big, grandiose, huge change. As a matter of fact, research suggests that if we do a massive, grandiose, major change to our life, we're less likely to stick with it because it's such a departure from our normal life. It's, it's such a big difference. And so, Start with something small. Let me give you an example. I, I talked about this back in August when we did our series about how to read the Bible. <clears throat> One of the things I encouraged us to do was rather than saying, okay, I've never really had a good habit of reading the Bible, I'm going to read the Bible in a year. 
Okay, reading the Bible in a year requires you to read about five chapters a week, uh, a day. So going from not reading your Bible at all to committing to reading five chapters every single day, seven days a week, that's a pretty big leap. And so if you've decided, if you've resolved to start reading your Bible, start with something small and work your way up. So I would encourage you, if that's your resolution, starting small may mean reading one chapter Monday through Friday. Every Monday through Friday, each of those days, I'm going to read, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to read one chapter because one chapter is a chunk that's easy to bite off. But maybe you say, I'm going to read one chapter Monday through Friday for an entire month. And then starting in February, I'm going to jump to two chapters. And you get used to reading two chapters Monday through Friday. And then in March, you jump to three chapters. Now, you're not going to read through the entire Bible on that type of a plan. But it's a great start to just getting into God's Word. And you can do this with any resolution you have. Start with something small, something that is easy to achieve, that you feel proud you did and you walk away feeling accomplished and you're building in a habit of doing it. The second pointer that I would give you this morning is don't get discouraged if you're not perfect. Okay, so let's say you start today and you're going to read one chapter in the Bible Monday through Friday. And let's say you do great Monday through Thursday and you don't read your Bible on Friday. That's it, I quit, I'm done. No, 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 don't get discouraged. Instead, pick it right back up on Monday. Get right back on the horse. Don't get discouraged, you're not going to be perfect to add it. You're not going to be perfect at sticking with the plan. You're going to fail. So when you fail, be okay with it and move on. The third thing that I would encourage you is find someone in your life to help you stick with it. So again, reading your Bible. Find somebody in your small group, in your life group, in your Sunday school class. A friend that you have that's a fellow Christian and say, hey, I've resolved to start reading my Bible. Here's the, what I'm going to do. I'm going to do one chapter Monday through Friday. Every day, one chapter. Will you hold me to that? Or better yet, why don't we do it together? How about you and I take this journey together and hold each other accountable? You and I will text one another on a regular basis and just check in to see how we're doing with reading the Bible. So, so find someone around you it's even better if they want to improve in this area too. But find someone around you that you can trust that will check in on you on a regular basis just to see how you're doing and encourage you to stick with it and continue going. So those three things. Start with something small. Don't get discouraged when you're not perfect. And lastly, find someone to hold you to it. Now, Having said that, let's now go to God's Word and see what God's Word has to say about something like resolution. So Philippians 3, the passage that I told you to turn to, we're going to begin in verse 12. 
So Philippians 3, starting in verse 12, let me give you some background here while you're turning to Philippians 3.12. First off, Philippians, the book, was written by a guy named Paul. Paul is this great missionary. He wrote a, several letters that we find in our New Testament. He would write them to churches many times to address issues and to encourage them. And that's what he's doing here. He's writing to a church in the city of Philippi. And he's encouraging them and giving them some instruction. And look at what he says in Philippians 3, starting in verse 12, to the, the people of this church in Philippi. He says this, Not that I've already obtained this, or that I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. So he's talking about growing in Christ and striving to be as much like Christ as possible. And he's basically said in this first verse, in verse 12, listen guys, even I have not reached this. I'm not perfectly like Christ. I fall short all the time. But, like that second point, I don't get discouraged by it. I, pr I continue on. Look at what else he says. Verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul is basically saying that, that he strives to be like Christ, but he's not like Christ. How many of you in this room is, how many of you are perfect? I really expected a couple hands. No, I didn't. The fact is, is that not a single one of us, no matter how hard we strive, no matter how much work we put into it, none of us in this room will be perfect. We'll never be perfect here on this earth, will we? We're all sinners. Romans 3, we fall short of God's perfection. We are not able to be perfect the way Jesus is perfect, are we? And so Paul is saying here, guys, perfection's not the goal. Jesus was perfect, you're not Jesus. <laughs> no, matter, no matter what you do, you will never be able to be perfect like Jesus is perfect, but... That doesn't mean we don't strive to be as close to Jesus and the life He lived as possible. The fact that we'll never be perfect like Jesus does not mean we just give up and say, eh, not worth it. I'm never going to achieve the goal, so I'm not going to work toward it anyways. No, that's not what Paul's saying at all. Paul is saying the goal is, the, the, the striving towards the goal is what we're supposed to be doing. Our call is not to be Jesus. It's to be as much like Him as we can. I didn't really have a big idea. Usually I've got this big idea that, that is my main point. I didn't really have it. But if I was to give a big point, a big idea today, it would be this. Following Jesus is not about perfection. It's about progress. You're never going to reach perfection. I'm a pastor. I study God's Word every day. I go to school. I went to school. I, I, my job 
is to be as close to God and to help you be as close to God as possible. And I tell you right now, I messed up this morning. Perfection is not the goal. Progress is. It's that we're constantly striving. We're constantly trying. We're constantly trying to accomplish to be like Jesus. It's not perfection. It's progress. So, what does it look like in 2023 to be more like Christ? The way Paul is talking here in Philippians 3, what does it look like this year for us to be as much, to strive to be as much like Christ as possible? Well, it's not rocket science. And if you've been in church for very long, you know what you should probably be doing, right? But I like to kind of wrap this up into our four core values. So here at our church, we have a mission statement and four core values. Our mission statement is that we exist to lead every generation to the life-changing hope in Jesus. And we accomplish that through our four core values. We believe, we connect, we grow, and we serve. And I think striving to be like Christ is wrapped up in those four values. Let me explain for a minute. The first value is believe. Here at this church, we have very strong theology, strong beliefs about who Jesus is and what it looks like to follow Him. And we place a lot of value on studying God's Word, knowing God better through His Word, And doing so with one another, right? So one of the things that we should do in order to strive to be like Christ is to know Christ better. Well, how are you going to get to know Him? You're going to get to know Him through the words that He gave us, right? So, if we want to strive to be more like Christ, the way Paul talks about in Philippians 3, we need to be studying God's Word. We need to know what we believe. So how do you do that? Uh, Again, go back and watch on our YouTube page uh, the the messages that we did about how to read the Bible. But one of the things I would encourage you is start with some kind of intentional, thought-out plan. And that can look one of two ways. You can find a reading plan that tells you, okay, on Monday you read this chapter, this book and chapter. On Tuesday you read this book and chapter. On Wednesday you read this. And it gives you instruction on how to go through whatever it is you're reading. Or... You can set a time. Say, I'm going to read for 15 minutes every day. Or 10 minutes. Start, again, start with something small, something achievable, and work your way up. And so if you want to know who Christ is, know what you believe, start with God's Word and find a reading plan. Now, I'll, I want to offer you two resources this morning because I don't want you to just blindly go out there and not even know where to start. The first thing is if you... Uh, are on the Bible app with our sermon notes today, you can scroll down towards the bottom and we assign, we, we give you things, uh, chapters to read every single week. It's pretty much five to six chapters every week. And if you stick with us, you will read the entire New Testament this year. And it's one or two chapters a day. Pretty easy little chunk to bite off. The second resource that I would give you, again, is the Bible app. Go into the Bible app. There's a tab there that says plans. They have hundreds 
of reading plans and devotions available to you. And the cool thing about your device is if you pull up and you start one of those plans, it'll send you a reminder every day to go and read that part of your plan. Kind of that accountability that I told you about earlier that you should do. So, so do something to, to increase your belief. So, so read God's Word, but also one other thing, make a habit of memorizing God's Word. Take a passage, write it on a post-it note or on a, a card and put it up on your bathroom mirror or on the coffee pot. And every time you go to grab a cup of coffee, which in my house is three or four times a day, you've got that passage there. Okay, before I pour this cup of coffee, I'm going to read this passage. And within a couple of weeks, I mean, if you're doing it three or four times a day, like me, you're going to have that memorized in a couple of weeks, right? So memorize scripture also. So our first core belief is believe. Our second one is connect. We strongly believe that you're not going to grow in Christ if you're not connected to God, to his family, and to the community around you. So I've already talked about one way of connecting with God through his word, but also we should be people of prayer, shouldn't we? That's how we communicate. That's how we connect with God is through prayer. And again, start with something small. If you've uh, struggled with prayer, start with something small. I'm going to pray at this time every day. Maybe it's on your commute to work, or, or maybe it's in the shower, or maybe it's while you're eating breakfast. But, but find a time slot every day that you can sit down, that you have available, that you can spend time in prayer. And then once you build in that habit, build it from there, grow it from there. Okay, I've been praying at breakfast every morning while I eat my breakfast. Now I'm going to pray at breakfast and I'm going to pray while I'm doing this. And then go from there in March, say, okay, now I'm going to dedicate five minutes where I'm not doing anything, but I'm focusing on prayer. And you build that habit. You build that connection. The second big connection that I would tell you this morning is you should really consider and pray about and think about connecting to a group here at our church. You are going to grow in Christ more likely if you're connected with other believers who are encouraging you and building you up and helping you stay accountable to those things that help you grow in Christ. We are going to be talking about groups a lot next Sunday. So I'm going to kind of put that on the back burner because we're going to be talking about it a lot next Sunday. But please think about, consider, pray about getting connected with a group here at the church sometime uh, in this year. So believe, connect. The third one is grow. Now, there's not a really applicable thing here except to say if we're in God's Word, we're memorizing God's Word, we're praying, we're connected to the, the body of believers, then growth is probably going to happen out of that as long as we're not being stubborn about pushing against growth. Because let's be honest, growth means change, doesn't it? And how many of us just love change? Nobody. Change is so hard. It's so difficult. We like our habits and our routines, don't we? So creating change in our life means we've got to disengage a routine or change a habit and nobody likes to do that. That's work. 
So let me encourage you, as you read your Bible and you pray and you connect with other believers, make sure that you're keeping yourself ready and available to be transformed by God. Don't be stubborn. Don't push against the change that the Holy Spirit wants to do in your heart. So, believe, connect, grow, and lastly, serve. We believe here at our church that serving our our family and serving our community is a vital part of being healthy in our relationship with Christ. That's what Christ calls us to do is go serve others, look out for the interests of others. And so, with that in mind, if you're not serving somewhere, I would really encourage you to pray about where God wants you to be serving this year. Is it a ministry here in the church, like our children's ministry, our our teenage ministry, worship, or, or encore, our retirement ministry? Maybe it's with women's ministry or men's ministry, or or maybe it's behind the scenes with our technology and sound people. We have so many areas that you could serve. And if you've got questions, you want to know more about what is out there here at the church, uh, come reach out to us. Come talk to me or, or one of the staff members, one of our lead volunteers. We would love to kind of unpack some ways that you could get connected and start serving today. So believe, connect, grow, and serve. Those are our four core values. But I want to ask this question in closing. What are you going to do intentionally this year, 2023, to fulfill the mission that Christ has in your life? What is it that you're going to do? I would make the argument that if you're not striving and growing in Christ, it's not that you're stagnant, it's that you're going backwards. I personally believe that there's no such thing as the status quo in our faith. If you think you're sitting in the status quo area, well, I'm fine right where I'm at. No, that means you're moving backwards because just like Paul said in Philippians 3.12 and 13 and 14 here, You're not striving forward. There's no standing still with Christ. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backward. So my question today is, what is it that you're going to do to increase your faith, to increase your following the mission of Christ in your life for 2023? For some of you in here, maybe you don't even know Christ. Maybe you've never come to that place where you've placed your belief in Him. And maybe that's the first step that <coughs> where you're at that you need to take. And let me just say quickly, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you so much that He came and He died on a cross to rescue, to, to save you from your sins. Because your sins and my sins have condemned us all. But Jesus came. Because he could not stand to leave us in condemnation. Instead, he came and offered us a way out of condemnation and a way to have eternal life with him. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you want to know more about what it looks like to follow him, to believe in him, you want to know more about this whole sin condemning you and me and how to accept Jesus and be saved from that condemnation so that you can have eternal life. If you want to know more about that, I want you to come talk to me after service. My name is Chad. I'll be right here in the foyer. 
I would love to have a conversation about what that looks like in your life. Or reach out to me, grab a connect card or go to the contact us page of our website. But if you don't know Jesus, maybe 2023 is the year that you come to know him or that you get the questions that you have about him answered. So please reach out and connect with us if you don't know Jesus. But I want to leave you with this. As I said before, following Jesus is not about perfection. It's about progress. Please stop thinking that you're going to reach this high and lofty, perfect follower of Christ status. Nobody achieves that. Nobody's perfect. What Christ cares is that we are striving, just like Paul says here, we are striving towards the goal of being more like Him. So what does that look like for you in 2023? Is it that you increase your belief in Him? Is, that you, is it that you connect with Him or the family of Christ more? Is that you stop being stubborn and stop pushing against the change that the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life? Or maybe it's that you begin serving somewhere that God has been calling you to serve. What is it for you? Join me in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for another year. We thank you that we have this time. We thank you that you've given us so much to be thankful for, to be grateful for today. And Lord, our prayer today is that in this year, we would turn to you. As the sermon title says, Lord, help this to be a reboot of who we are. Help us to reboot our, our bad habits and replace those bad habits with godly habits. Help us to remember that we're always striving, always in a process of progressing in our faith with you. So we pray that you would help us. We can't do it on our own. We need you. We need your strength. We need your encouragement to actually do that. So help us, Lord, we pray. We lift this up in Jesus' name. Amen.